Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. good to see all you beautiful mothers and yes I do know what it's like to be a mother and now I know what it's like to be a grandmother but I don't know what it's like to be a great grandmother so well done great grandmothers wow awesome actually have a I like I've got a term for grandparents who share the same grandchild it's called a grandsharer because there's no term for it like where what what so I have one of my grandsharers here Nadia She's wonderful. I'd like to have a few more because it's great for babysitting, but um, the others are not around, close nearby. So happy Mother's Day. What a marvellous job you mothers do. You really do. I'm really proud. Like I'm not saying that sort of as a generic comment. I'm saying that because I actually know you and I know your children and I'm really impressed. I really am. I think you're amazing. I think you're wonderful. Most of you I know very well, some not so well, but you're here in church. That's a good place to start, isn't it? Bring your children to church. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've been around for a while now and it's a very, very smart place to raise children and it's not so smart to rip them out of church. Believe me, I've seen the results. So well done, you marvellous mothers. I babysat my beautiful grandchildren two nights ago. We couldn't wait to babysit them, couldn't wait to be with them because we've been away all week. So, you know, we come home off the plane and straight into babysitting. And, you know, you do forget. If you've got little kids, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, obviously I've been there and done that, but it's sort of, I think the grace of God just kind of wipes it from your mind a little bit. I just can't, you can't get anything done. Nothing, nothing. Every time you, sit, you think, well, I'll... Oh, well, you're not going to read, are you? But I thought, well, I'll try and do this. Oh, no, what, what, what are you doing? Or I'll try and do this. You can't do anything. The only thing I can do is tidy. But even then, they kind of dun, 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 and then pull all it all out and praise the Lord and then sleep. I forgot. How fun. So I fed Estelle at 10.30 as I was instructed. I follow instructions, by the way. I'm a good grandmother. And then she may wake up again at 2.30 or maybe 4 or 6. Just depends. But I had a little problem. I couldn't get her back to sleep at 10.30. <laughs> like, as in not. I think the bed wasn't quite right, her, not her own bed. So we just, I just, I thought, I'm, I've got this. I'm an old hand. I'll just, I'll just do controlled crying, patted to sleep. I'm not patting and she's looking up at me like, hi. And I'm like, don't, don't look at them. Don't, no contact. Just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Anyway, by about 1.30 of that, I thought, she may, I know she can have a night's sleep at 2, a drink at 2.30, but I'll wait till then. So in the end, I did, I broke all the rules, picked her up, just gave her a cuddle and whatever. Let's just, let's just, let's just lie down in this bed. I think we sort of both dozed off together. Anyway, it was fun. I love it. But it just reminded me, no sleep. And then I woke up because I went, finally went to sleep at about 2.30 or 3. And then when I woke up at, Chris did the 4 o'clock wake up, praise God. And then when I got up, it was still early, about 6. I had this sort of weird feeling like, Oh, I forgot that feeling, that sort of, I didn't sleep much last night feeling, like, like I don't know, is this, what, oh, that kind of feeling. 
And then I remembered that you young mums do it night after night after night. Oh my goodness, I forgot. I forgot. Because then last night I just slept forever to catch up. But there's no catch up, is there? So honestly, it was really good that I did that because I can just tell you once again, you're amazing. You're all amazing, really. And then I know they get a bit older and then you have to deal with primary school stuff and, you know, mean girls in year four and, you know, kids doing crazy thing. And then your teenage mums, congratulations, because you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's even worse. They're out there doing something. I hope it's okay and dealing with that. I have got a little bit of recent experience on that one. No names mentioned. Where is Keelan, actually? Is he in church? There he is. He's the Killen. Killen is the perfect teenager. Killen's been great for me because I've had lots of new experiences, haven't we, darling? Yes. So, <clears throat> and then you're a granny and it's just all fun and games because no matter what happens when you're a granny, you just give them back. Praise the Lord. I heard people say that. I thought, that's not very nice, but it is. It's very nice. <laughs> So well done, mothers. I'm so proud of you. And today I want us to look a little bit at um, Proverbs 31, of course, the, the, the famous proverbial woman. So let's turn to Proverbs 31 and verse 1. And it says this, Who can find a virtuous woman or wife? Back in those days they had the same word for both, which is interesting. As soon as you, you're either a virgin or a woman wife, that there's no other word. So who can find, because all women got married, that was what they did then. Who can find a virtuous woman or wife? Her worth is far above rubies. Now that word virtuous is an interesting word, chayil. And it's usually translated army. Army. That's the word. It's, a, it's an army. If you look at the word army, there was a great army that waited for them. It's that word, chayil. So who can find an it's like an army wife. Who can find an army wife? And so what it's really saying is this woman is a woman of mighty valour and strength. This isn't just some sort of sweet little lady, you know, who, who is looking after your children. This is a woman of strength and power. She is like a force to be reckoned with. She's an army. And that's what it's talking about. Who can find a woman with this much courage... And strength to be able to raise these children in today's world and do it with courage and strength and honour. And it says, her worth is far above rubies. She is very, very valuable. You women, you are so valuable. And rubies are rare. They're even rarer these days than they were before. Did you know that? Rubies are very rare. I actually did a little Google search on it. They're rarer than diamonds. Yeah, they're actually rarer than diamonds today, a good ruby. It's extremely difficult to find a high-quality ruby. And so that's what I would say about a truly great wife, mother and woman. It's rare to find someone of that calibre and that quality. And yes... I know it's a very natural job, you know, it's not necessarily that hard to have children and in some ways it's a very normal job. There's a lot of mums around but what I'm excited about is women who do it in, in a noble way, in a virtuous and mighty way. That's what's rare. 
So I want to encourage you today, you mums. I'm going to keep preaching from Proverbs 31 about this rare and mighty woman. If you are a father, just translate it because, to be honest, in Christ is neither male nor female. A lot of the rules are the same. A lot of the stuff's the same. So if you're a dad, just change it over to dad, to be a mighty dad. And all these faith things that I'm going to speak about, they of course apply to fathers today. I don't want you to feel left out. And if you're single or you don't have children, yes, you do. If you choose to, Paul the Apostle had no children and he was forever writing to his sons, Timothy. So we don't have, we don't have to be childless at all. We can, we, you know, you get, go and join the children's church and get involved and love some of those kids and so we can all be parents today. So this message, I am going to direct it to our, our women and mothers today because it's Mother's Day, but I want you to be just wisely convert it if you come into any, any category because we can all be great mums and dads in the house of God and in this spiritual family. Hallelujah. So this woman, father, whoever, spiritual mum, is a woman of faith. Let's look at Proverbs 31 verse 25. I would love to do an entire teaching on the Proverbs 31 woman. She's amazing, but uh, it's a little bit long. So I'm just going to pick a few things. It says here, strength and honour, verse 25, strength and honour are her clothing and she shall rejoice in the time to come. This woman is rejoicing in the future. She's really excited about what's happening and what's coming, which is a real faith position, isn't it? Because sometimes with your children, you're not excited at all. In fact, in the world, I, I... I know of many mothers say, oh, well, you know, you do worry, don't you? I mean, of course you worry because you love them. And I always sort of, I don't say anything because I'm polite, but I think, no, that's not the best approach. The best approach is to have faith and for us to be rejoicing. I'm so excited about the future of my 12-year-old. I'm so excited about the future of this child or even this backslidden, you know, 22-year-old. I'm excited. I have faith. I'm rejoicing about the future because, why? Because we're faith women. That we have to take a position of faith with our children and then we can rejoice in the future. The world, the future, the world is constantly telling us how bad the future is going to be. It's going to, you know, we, what, we've got climate change, we're all, going to, we're all going to drown if we live on the beaches. We're going to, <clears throat> we've got wars and all sorts of things. Grim predictions. When I was growing up in the 70s, I read a book called Future Shock and Honestly, I was so scared because they showed a graph and it was a very good graph and it very clearly showed the population rising up like this and food production going like that. And there was going to be this massive gap. We were all going to starve. This was like within 30 years we were going to starve. And so because of that there would be world wars because the hungry nations would invade us if we had food. And I just remember going, oh, this is terrible. What are we going to do? There's too many people. There's not enough food. Well, I don't know what happened to that. I have heard a theory that the, because the temperatures are going up a little bit, just a little bit, it's just enough to increase all the crops. So we've had massive booming crops for the last little while, which is causing us all to be well fed. So there you go. God's on the throne. Anyway, we can be excited about the future because God's in control. God is in control. It's okay. We don't have to worry. He's got this. You know, they were terrified back in the early 20th century because they stopped whale production. I remember reading an article and saying, how in the world are we going to be able to light our candles with no whale oil? It's like we figured it out, didn't we, guys? 
We'll figure it out. It's okay. God will help us because this whole world isn't going to wrap up until Jesus comes back. So we are excited about the future on earth. We are excited for our children. No, they are not going to starve. They're going to be okay. But we're excited because we're women of faith and we fight the good fight of faith. We're going to decide to be in faith and that strength and honour are her clothing. Now I'm speaking this to you. Some of you might think, well, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not this woman. This Proverbs 31 woman, I'm totally I'm challenged by her because I'm not there. And I'm prophesying it over to you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Look, if I took this shirt off, this nice new shirt that Bethany chose for me, which Frosty approves of, if I took this shirt off, I could just give it to you, couldn't I? And you could just put it on. It's not that hard. It's kind of big. It fits everyone. Okay? So just, just, you just put it on. If I said, he put this on, you would. You could. It's not hard. So when it says strength and honour are your clothing, don't go, well, I don't feel strong. It's like, well, pick it up, put it on. It's not that hard. As Christians, the Spirit of God is in us. We have the Holy Spirit. We can pick up that strength and we can put it on. And we do have to do that all the time. I mean, you know, at 2.30 at night I had to do it. I had to just, I'm fine. I actually was fine. I, I don't seem to need sleep as much these days. But do you know what I'm saying? You just, when you've got a little child, you just have to do it. You can't just go, well, I'm too tired. They're hungry, but I'm too tired to get them food. You just gather yourself together and you feed them. And we keep doing that. We pick up strength in our life and we, we, we are strong because we choose to be strong because we have to be strong. We have to be strong men and women. We have to be. We have to be men and women of faith because that's what's going to change this world. Our children are going to change. Our children will have the answers to these problems. Sometimes we might, but if, if not, they will. And we're the ones who are raising them with courage and grace and wisdom and beauty so that they are ready to face their challenges, and what a mighty and important job. So we need to show them what faith looks like. We need to fight, whether it's the big battles like, you know, climate change or whatever, or whether it's little things, little faith battles. Every battle of faith has value. So I know many of you do such a great job fighting faith battles with sickness, for example. We have to be strong for our children. You know, I remember when... One of my children was little and he had a particular sick sound about him and my brother came to visit and my brother just walked in the door. He, my brother is, uh, wasn't at that stage saved and he, uh, he just walked in and my son was sounding sick and, uh, and my brother went, oh, <laughs> there it is. He's got the old family and he named this disease, which I couldn't be bothered naming to you. He's got the, you know what, that's it, yep. So what I had, he's, he's, he's got it. And um, I just was like, no, he doesn't. And he was just like, settle, settle, Ruber, as he calls me. You know, settle down. And I said, no, he doesn't, no. And I kind of kept polite. But I went away and I just was like, no. And I really fought it. I went, no way. Don't you walk in my house and tell me what diseases my children have. Don't you dare. And I, I didn't say that to him, as I said. I said this in the spirit. I fought and I bound the devil. I keep friendly with my brothers and sisters. But can you imagine? Can you imagine if, you, if I said the things to them that I feel in the spirit? They would just, whew, whatever. But I, um, I went and fought that spirit because, you know, because then, of course, because he said it, then the devil jumps on that. Oh, yeah, you know, it's genetic, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, no, 
And I bound it so, I remember fighting it and saying no and refusing it, saying, get out of my house. I've said this before. If a mangy old dog walked in off the street and walked into my house, what would I do? What would we do? Just go, oh, there's a mangy dog, a dog with rabies has just walked into my house. What can I do? Just have to handle it. It's like, no way. I'm telling you, I know exactly what I would do. I would scream for Chris and say, get that dog out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually would in that situation. Or like, I love the kill, to kill, I've got to throw in Gregory Peck, I'm a big fan, you know, to kill a mockingbird and the, the rabies dog comes and it's, Dad, do something. And he's like, he's just a lawyer, he's just a, sort of a nice man. But when he got that gun like any good American, he aimed and he shot, he killed that dog. You know, like all good Americans, deep down, they want to shoot the thing and they can do it. So... <laughs> But uh, I don't know about shooting the dog, but, but whatever, okay? And if Chris wasn't home, and he often isn't, I have to get rid of the spiders and the stuff, you know, we would get rid of the, the I would get it out. It's not living in my house. Get it out. So why do we let these things come into our world, these, these words of sickness or disease or, or whatever it is? We are their mothers. We fight. So I fought that thing then, and we won. That disease did not exist in my house. I then had to fight it again when another child came to live with us. And I had, as I was told very definitely that this was an issue. And I went, no, it's not, because I don't have that issue in my house. So we fought it again. We had to fight a little bit differently because we had government agencies all over me. But we did so, and we win. Okay, we win. So let's be fighting women. And yes, I, you know, I mean, I had a mum come into me one day in the office and say to me, and we've got a lot of teachers here, I love you to bits. But she said, that the teacher says he's got this. And I went, oh, and how do you feel about that? She goes, well, I, no, I, I reject that. I don't want that. I, no. She was kind of, but she was a bit unsure because I'm not a teacher. I'm not professional. I don't know what he's like in the classroom, you know, maybe, I don't know. I said, well, who has the final authority over your child? And she goes, well, Jesus. And I went, right, well, let's talk to Jesus about it, see what he says, and let's proclaim that and declare that and deal with it like that. We've got to be careful who tells us what our children have and don't have. We've got to fight the good fight of faith. And obviously, we are very wise and sensible. We listen to teachers, we listen to doctors, we listen to people, but we still fight. We don't just sit back and take it, okay? We are fighting for our children. We are showing them what faith looks like. Because I'm telling, I personally prefer to fight before a diagnosis for my children because I find it easier. So I, I like to fight first. But sometimes, you know, you, sometimes you just, it happens. You, you know, things happen and you got, you're dealing with something and you've got a diagnosis. Well, then you've got to fight then, okay? So either way, we fight before or after the diagnosis and we use doctors for help us and teachers and all that wisdom. But know that your prayers for your children are incredibly powerful, incredibly. Mums, you are so powerful because God has given you authority in their world. So use those prayers and speak and prophesy over your children. Tell them how amazing they are and how wonderful they are and speak faith. And not only are you blessing your children, you're teaching them how to walk in faith. You're teaching them. Deuteronomy 28 verse 4, I've always spoken this over my children. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. My children are so blessed. Speak that over your children. So we are women of faith. We are women of wisdom. Proverbs 31 and verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. So we are wise mums and dads. We are very wise. Believe it. 
We are certainly wiser than our children, okay? We are smarter than our children. Get that into your heads. So, um, you know, I had a great chat with a young mum. She's just in the, in the thick of it. She's got four children at conference. She's got four children. They're all at that sort of primary school age. So she is in the thick of it. But she's a great mum. And, you know, this scripture, Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So we were talking about how to be a very wise mum in the midst of this wolf-like world that we're sending our children into. And, you know, I, I'm super grateful to St Philip's because they look, educate half of you, pay the other half of you. I mean, <laughs> where would we be without that school? I'm very grateful to it. But listen, um, you know, even in a Christian school, guys, there are wolves out there. It's not perfect. And, and, you know, you can't just, we're not going to be able to insulate our children like I'm going to Christian church and Christian school and Christian friends and then they'll, they'll never do anything wrong. I'm like, hmm, okay, that's what you want to believe. But, <laughs> but don't believe that because we've got to be smart like a serpent. Serpents are smart. But we're beautiful and what we do is wonderful. So we were talking about sort of like this particular mum, she she, she's agreed with her children on a social media pact. So she's brought them in on the decision to stay away from social media until they're 16. So we talked about social media and she said, I just said to them, do you want to just not do it at all until you're 16? And they were in on that. So she said, if you, if you 16, you get $1,600 if you can stay off it. So that was her little thing. I thought, okay, that's good. And then, um, and then we talked about the fact that her smart son, who's only in like year five, managed to set up a, a Snapchat account without her knowing, you know, and managed to get the whole thing going. And, um, and the way he did it was that he had a – I know he might be a bit old there. I can't remember his exact age, but he had a phone, which was only for ringing, you know, only I'd finish this. No, nothing else. You can, you know. So he had this phone and she thought, right, we're all sorted. We've got that and she's checking it and all that. Unbeknownst to her, he found another old phone in the house because old phones sit around – and he got a hold of that phone and charged it up. Now, you might not be able to have connection on the phone, but you can get on Wi-Fi, right? So he got on the Wi-Fi and set up another little phone that was going without him knowing about it, without her knowing about it, so he was using that for other things. But she was smart and she found out. And I went, wow, the exact same thing happened to me. I had a particular child who had the phone downstairs every night, it's there, and then I found out there's another phone upstairs that I didn't know about. So we have to be very smart, okay, guys? We have to be very smart. We have to figure out what's going on those phones because that's, that's often where the danger is these days. That's where the wolves are. So we need to get in there. We need to get in those phones. We need to figure it out. We can do this because we are actually smarter than them. I know you think, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. There's like, watch out, by the way, for the self-destruct apps. They are the worst. We have to deal with... I looked up like Snapchat, Telegram, Bleep, Wicker. These are, these are, the, these are the worst because you can't even see what they've seen. But anyway, look, we can do this. We can figure it out. There are ways that parents can be smarter than kids and look after those children with faith, with protection and with wisdom. And when we do these things, we are, we are smart. Let's be smart. A woman of wisdom. We are hardworking women. We're very hardworking. Proverbs 31 verse 27. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread 
of idleness. Yes, it is hard work, but that's great. That's okay to work hard. And yes, it's nice. I mean, I always like it when people sort of talk about having a day off, you know, having a relaxation. And I think, yeah, you know, yes, we need our Sabbath and all that. But when you're a mum, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, what does it mean? Does it mean you go to a different place to run around after the children and not sleep? I mean, it does essentially mean that, doesn't it? There's not, there's not a lot of rest for you mums, which is why I'm saying you just do an awesome job. In fact, sometimes a holiday is more exhausting because you're like, I don't have my cot here, I don't have my stuff here, I don't have anything, you know. So I get it, I get it. But it's okay because God has seasons in our life. And even if our whole life is busy, I mean, you know, we're very precious about our kind of space. But when you read about Paul, you know, he's like, He's in prison, he's beaten and hungry and starving and this and that. I mean, he didn't sort of say to the jailers, um, I need a Sabbath, I'd have a day off. Can I have a day off, please? It's like, no, you're just getting attacked every single day. And that's the way it is sometimes. But it's okay because we are happy to, to work hard. In fact, Jesus calls laziness wicked. Matthew 25, 26, the, the guy that had the talent and he didn't want to use his talent for Jesus. He didn't want to use it. He was too busy using his talents for other things. I don't know, building a big house or something. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. We use our talents for Jesus or we're wicked and lazy. So that's not good. So I know, I'm prophesying, I know that you work hard, you mums, and I congratulate you for that. And uh, it's okay that you work hard. You do get a break somewhere along the line when you're 60. I had a lovely day yesterday. <laughs> I'm not 60, but I'm just saying, you know, I gave the kids back. Nearly. Oh, no, nearly. Don't say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are seasons. There are seasons. God looks after us. So, yes, you are hardworking. You're amazing. And you are blessed. You are so blessed. Let's look at Proverbs 31, 28 to 29. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband's also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So first of all, her children rise up and call her blessed. When they're in the thick of it, sometimes your children find you upsetting or annoying or too strict or whatever. But they'll be so grateful that you made those difficult decisions, that you were very firm, very, um, I was a very firm mother. And apparently, also, uh, I, you know, some mums say, mum, you were so strict, you were the worst. I've had that said to me, because we were very strict about movies back in the day, when you could be. But, you know, I remember the other mothers used to ring me and say, Ruth, you know, they had a, like a, they'd have a stay the night thing, which... I generally hate, but anyway, this mum I knew really well, so it was okay. And they had movies, and so she'd have to ring me for the movie choice because she knew she'd get in trouble if the movie was sort of M-rated or something. So she would ring and check, and I'd say, oh, I think that's okay. But, um, <laughs> but then when I was doing a little research for this, not only was I apparently a bit strict, but I got this comment, you were a very embarrassing mum to grow up with. <laughs> me? What do you mean I was embarrassing? Embarrassing? I mean, strict is fine, but embarrassing? So we didn't go into too much detail about in what ways. Because then I, asked, I actually rang another one of my kids just to sort of 
get some confirmation. So this one, she said, I don't know, like you're kind of a bit out, some of the outfits are a bit out there and some of this and some of that. And then I rang another child who I thought would be kinder. I said, was I embarrassing? And he goes, sometimes, yes, mum, sometimes. (laughs) When? When was I embarrassing? He goes, well, the Yoti. I mean, that was pretty. So I can, I do, we have a family call. It's called a Yoti. It's incredibly loud. And... It was just a really great way before mobile phones, I could do a Yoti from my bedroom window and the entire neighbourhood could hear it. And so the kids knew that to come home, you see. And uh, my kid, one of the kids said, <laughs> they heard it. People go, their friends go, what was that strange noise? Who was calling like that? They go, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. And then they'd sort of play for another five minutes to look like they were, it wasn't connected. And then they go, oh, well, I better go home now, you know, because they were like, there's no way I'm going to say that that weird sound was my mother. Like, <laughs> so anyway, apparently I was embarrassing at times, whatever. I'm sure you were all very embarrassing at times too. But here's the thing. They rise up and call you blessed. So when you're a good mum, despite all these things, you know, your children will bless you. Your children, listen to me mums, they will be so grateful for all that you've done. It might take a little while, but they will realise one day, hey, you're a good mum and I'm so grateful. And, and the husband as well, he will praise her. And husbands, make sure today you do praise these fabulous women that are raising your children. So it says exactly that. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And isn't that where it comes from? At the end of the day, we, look, we all make mistakes. You know, we all look back and think, well, I could have done that better or whatever. But we, we are fearing God. We are being mothers and doing the best we can with the power and strength that God gives us. And he covers us for our mistakes and he blesses and looks after our children through us. I remember one time, one of the first times I had to go overseas, and I did have to go overseas. It wasn't that I wanted to. It was really God called me over and leaving my little children. It was really horrible. I hated it. I hated it so much. I felt terrible. I didn't leave them a lot, of course, but just just a couple of times. And I remember feeling so upset, and I felt the Lord whispering to my heart, they're my children too. And I was like, oh, yeah, God will look after them. So God looks after our children and where we miss it, he wonderfully fills in for us. So praise the Lord. We fear the Lord and we thank the Lord for his help and his strength and his covering as we raise our children. And then it says this, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So Today is a day where we, we're praising you and we're thanking you for this fantastic job that you do. I hope all of you husbands are praising and thanking your mothers, your mothers, your wives and your mothers, <laughs> both. And let's just be sure that we give that honour and encouragement today to whoever is around us as a mum. In Jesus' name, thank you. God bless you. Let me pray over the mums. Husbands, why don't you lay hands on your wives if they're there or your mums if they're there? Let's pray over all the mums today and let them be blessed. Thank you, God. Father God, just lift your hand up if you're praying for your own mother and she's not here or your wife who's not here. Father, we just thank you today. Thank you so much that you give us strength and support and we pray for your strength and support over these fabulous women in our lives. We are so grateful for who they are and for all that they do. 
And we pray today, Father, that you would strengthen them and encourage them and that they would be honoured today for being fantastic mothers. Fantastic mothers. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I just want to say one more thing. The very end of Proverbs, it says, Many women do noble things, but you excel them all. You excel them all. These women, these magnificent careers, these actresses, all these amazing women that our society has, and thank God for them all. But a great mother, that's the best. You're doing a fantastic, wonderful thing. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Power in the name Jesus.